Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree I am your voice. So to every parent who dreams for their child and every child who dreams for their future, I say these words to you tonight. I am with you. I will fight for you. And I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you.
everybody. Happy Tuesday. Thank you for tuning into the Rory Sauter Show. I'm Rory Sauter, your host. It is great to be back with all of you. I have missed you all. We had a fantastic show yesterday. So many great guests, so much great dialogue. Um, and uh, for the stuff I did not get to yesterday, like I said at the end of the show, I will get to that, to, uh, get to that stuff today. Uh, first and foremost, I want to thank all my sponsors, my audience, uh, my co-hosts, and my amazing guests. You guys are all incredible. Uh, we are now listened to in 22 different countries and on over 60 online platforms, and it just keeps getting better and better. Um, you know, so much in the news today, so much to this. I just want to mention quickly, um, we were having a slight uh, technical problem at the, in the opening uh, when Trump was speaking on, on one of the sound bites. I know how much everybody loves my opening and how much, you know, they love hearing Trump speak at the beginning, so I apologize uh, when that cut off. Um, let's get to it, shall we? Uh, lobbyist, activist, and political strategist, Josh Halavate. How are you, buddy? Fantastic. Doing really, really well. How are you, Rory? Doing well, man. Great to have you here. Uh, I also want to welcome uh, businessman, uh, Twitter master, activist, and political strategist, Bill Lambert. How are you, buddy? Good. How are you doing tonight, Rory? Doing well, man. Great to have you. Um, I also want to welcome to the show... A uh, very popular guy, very brilliant guy, doctor, award-winning speaker, professor, veteran, technology expert, best-selling author, and commissioner of Parks and Recreations, Parks and Recreations for Maricopa County, Dr. Bob Branch. How are you, sir? Well, I'm fantastic, Rory. Looking forward to a great show. Well, great to have you here, sir. Um, I also want to welcome um, the founder of College Republicans United, and chairman of Republicans United, Kevin Dukeiper. How are you, buddy? I'm doing wonderful, Rory. I'm really excited for what's coming up on this show. Lots to talk about. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, too. I, I want to get into the opening story, guys. Our favorite ultimate liberal victim, Jesse Smollett. Can you believe this guy? Can you believe this guy? 16 counts of felony, a felony indictment, and he gets off scot-free. Only has to give them $10,000, and then he gets to do less than 20 hours of community service with Jesse Jackson's Rainbow Coalition. Oh, what are the chances? And, you, you know, this whole case, you know, it's so insane. You have George Soros, who donated four hundred and eight. For over four hundred thousand dollars to the to the prosecutor that was going was that was uh, in the case with Jesse Smollett. So you have all of this corruption. When does it end? You have Jesse Smollett, who's well connected to the Obamas, to uh, Camilla Harris, Cory Booker. We saw what Obama Michelle Obama's chief of staff said. Uh, she wanted uh, you know Jesse Smollett's thing to go away. I mean, you have all this influence. From the left, and I strongly believe, and I pretty much know why, you know, they want to create the racial divide narrative because the election's coming up. They want to make Trump supporters look bad. I have no doubt in my mind that this was an orchestrated, planned event, the disgrace and a slap in the face to the justice system. I mean, you had the police officers uh, couldn't believe that, couldn't believe it. And then you have the biggest liberal of them all, the biggest left-wing guy, Rahm Emanuel, the mayor of Chicago, who's a disaster of a mayor. I mean, I'm, never, I'm not going to give him any credit on his profession and, and how he's done. 
but I will give him credit today. Uh, you know, he did come out and, and defend the police, but at the same time, look who Rahm Emanuel's best friend is, or one of them. It's Barack Hussein Obama. So, I mean, I, you know, we can't – it, it just could be an act on Rahm Emanuel coming out in the press conference. I mean, you know, uh, these, these left-wing uh, politicians are very tricky people. Uh, let, let's, let's play, though, uh, Jesse Smollett's press conference. Here he is, uh, you know, just his, his bullshit uh, voice and, you know, uh, the whole victim stance. It should drive anyone crazy. And his whole tone sounds like the whole poor me. What a joke. Here we go. Hey, everybody. I just made a couple notes. Um, first of all, I want to thank my family, my friends, the incredible people of Chicago and all over the country and the world who have prayed for me, who have supported me, who have shown me so much love. No one will ever know how much that has meant to me, and I will forever be grateful. I want you to know that not for a moment was it in vain. I have been truthful and consistent on every single level since day one. I would not be my mother's son if I was capable of one drop of what I have been accused of. This has been an incredibly difficult time, honestly one of the worst of my entire life. But I am a man of faith, and I am a man that has knowledge of my history, and I would not bring my family, our lives, or the movement through a fire like this. I just wouldn't. So I want to thank my legal counsel from the bottom of my heart. And I would also like to thank the state of Illinois for attempting to do what's right. Now, I'd like nothing more than to just get back to work and move on with my life. But make no mistakes, I will always continue to fight for the justice, equality, and betterment of marginalized people everywhere. So again, thank you for all the support. Thank you for faith, and thank you to God. Bless y'all. Thank you very much. I mean, can you believe this guy? Can you believe uh, this, this animal? You know, what he did? I mean, it, 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 you know, he used his fame. He used his name to expand. There's noise in the background. Now, I hear noise. Somebody can mute that out. Somebody on the phone have that noise. Uh, Josh, go ahead. Um, Dr. Branch, go ahead. That was weird. Somebody on the phone had noise in the background. That was weird. Go ahead, Dr. Branch. Dr. Branch? Hello? Weird. We all got... Bill, are you there? Bill. Yeah, I'm here. Go yeah. ahead, Bill. Weird. It just did, it, it, it went, it, the connection was weird for a second. Go ahead, Bill. Well, you know, it, now he's he's reversed himself, and he's he's again saying that that a hate crime could has been committed on him. So I, I don't see that as a, a winning, you know, strategy for him. He, he said it right in his statement. I've always been truthful, and which just he's just reiterating that that this this supposedly hate crime that he made up is in fact reality. And and don't be surprised if you don't see the media fall suit. Of course, and we're looking – well, look what's going on. You know, he's dismissed from charges in Illinois, uh, but that doesn't erase the fact that uh, federal prosecutors are going to go after him. They already talked about it today. There's a really good chance, and there's not a goddamn thing he can do about uh, – Jesse Smollett can do about it or any of the people that helped him with this or who are behind this because what, when you're going in the, in the federal game, 
and the federal sentencing, it's a whole new, uh, you know, system. I mean, this is, uh, and I hope they do. Like you and I talked about, Bill, I hope Bill Barr uh, takes action on this. Well, I think he's. I think he'll send in a, in people from the DOJ to review. If I don't know about the double jeopardy with Smollett on on this on a state level, but I mean, usually that's how it kind of works. If if, if there's some kind of, of of nefarious things going on a state level, a lot of times the federal government will come in and recharge and rectify the 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 situation. So you might see that here, but I don't think that Trump. Or our bar is going to just sit by and go, oh, well, I think they'll, you know, through they have the recourse of, of that letter, you know, with the, the talcum powder in it. And, and that's interstate commerce, which makes it a federal crime. And, and so they've got some avenues there, which I think they will pursue. But I, I wouldn't be surprised in a couple of weeks if you don't, if the DOJ doesn't have somebody. I mean, that's what Obama did. Anytime Obama didn't like what a police department was doing or didn't like the outcome from from Ferguson or wherever, he'd send the DOJ in and and they would, you know, subpoena things and take emails and and people would lose their jobs. And and that's really what's got to go on. The the ace in the hole is a manual for, like you said, it's it's a rarity. You know, it's like a unicorn, but, um, you know, that that may be the saving grace to, to resolve the situation properly. No, I hear you. I, I agree. I hear you. Um, Dr. Branch, what are your thoughts on all this? Well, thanks for asking. I'll tell you what, when I woke up this morning, when I was in the car, and all of a sudden I heard that this was happening, oh, uh, me too. I, I just couldn't you. believe I it. I, I just couldn't believe it. I, I mean, the jaw dropped to the floor, and when he got in that clip that you played, yeah. There was no apology. There was denial. No. He wouldn't do this for the cause. What cause is he talking about? And to me, that's a conspiracy that's undermined all of that. He wouldn't do this for the cause, and he wouldn't do Dr. Br- Dr. Branch, something, I think something's wrong with his connection on his phone. He keeps disconnecting. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Josh, let's go to you. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, you know, the biggest thing for me is the fact that, like Dr. Branch was just saying before he got disconnected, is that he's showing no apology. In fact, he's doubling back um, on on saying that he was being honest, which to me is just, first off, it's laughable, and second off, it's, I mean, honestly, it's offensive to most of the country's intelligence. Anybody that believes that Jesse Smollett uh, was actually attacked by two, two white people, or maybe was it three or was it two? I don't remember. But two, you know, multiple people yeah, wearing two, mega two. hats in downtown, downtown Chicago at God knows when at night when there was a, the freaking uh, temperature was below zero. You're out of your mind, first off. And second off, it, it's a shame that the state of Illinois is dropping this, but I'm really not surprised if I'm being honest. The state of Illinois is, has been known many times um, for using their justice system to let off people um, who who have who have committed crimes, and they 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 always like to to keep it in a buddy system, so to speak. Um, and you know, when you have such a liberal uh, ba- backing like Illinois does, and specifically with a city like Chicago, this is kind of the situations that you're going to end up getting. 
Yeah, unfortunately, and you're absolutely right, Josh. You bring up a great point. You know, the the, the justice system in Chicago is completely broken. It's gone. I mean, it, it's a, it's so bad. It, it's the, it's probably the worst city in the country next to, like, Baltimore and places like that. I mean, it's it's really bad. Well, I, Rory, did, did, you, if you don't I mind. To, I did, to, did, did, oh, yeah, Dr. Go Brand, ahead, Dr. Brand. Got got yeah, sorry about yeah. that. I, I had technical problems. That's the second time I got kicked off tonight, and I, I apologize for that. But, you know, I want to know how, how you felt and Josh felt. I mean, for the first time I could remember, I mean, I had to check to see if hell froze over. Because Rahm Emanuel and myself were in agreement on something. I mean, <laughs> exactly. when he came out and me he too. said, "You're telling me, Doctor Branch." <laughs> I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. You know, uh, I- I'm thinking, "Oh my gosh!" You know, now I really <laughs> like that police chief. Now the police chief laid out the evidence. He has two people that admitted to the crime. He has video yep. of them buying the, the stuff. So there's no question here that he did it. This is some deep. This is some money that, I mean, to seal this up without an apology, that police chief, I felt sorry for him. Wait a second. Where is our apology? You know, and to me, to have this go on, I I agree with Bill, man. I am hoping that President Trump sends Barr and the DOJ down there with the full force of the United States government and goes after this kid and anybody else that is behind this right now. This could not be allowed in America. This was a hate crime, and it was a hate crime that was covered in that hate crime resolution, right? The attack on Trump people, and that's what Mm -hmm. we had. This was an attack. This was a hate crime. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. I agree. And uh, Josh, I'll let you uh, finish your thoughts. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, I appreciate it. And Dr. Branch, I agree with you. 100% 100% in regards to this being a hate crime. And I mean, here's the deal. And I want to answer your question. You asked where your apology was. I'll tell you where it is. First off, it's in the trash can. Second off, Jesse Smollett and, and liberals that have gone that far left to the point of faking things for political gander, yep. they don't think they yep. owe us an apology. And here's why. Because they think we're Entitled. Nazis. They think we're racist. They think that we are white supremacists. So they don't think they owe us an apology. When you put people in boxes, you can write them off as whatever you want and then ignore them and then you can almost make the case where Jesse Smart, I guarantee, has made the case in his mind that he first he doesn't need to be honest in this situation because first off, he doesn't owe us to be honest, he doesn't think. And right. second off, he doesn't even think it's right to be honest to us. And also, yes. one more thing real quick about the city of Chicago. I mean, it's it, Roy, you were talking about being one of the most Wide criminal systems and you know judicial systems um, in the country. I mean, in my opinion, it straight up is maybe only fought with Detroit. You talk about a city who that has the too. strictest yeah, gun laws one of the top ones for sure. They have the strictest gun laws compared to Baltimore, and somebody dies in Chicago from a homicide. I think every single day. There's only been a couple days in the last few years where they've missed someone not dying from a homicide involved with a gun. But guns are illegal, so how the heck is that happening? The whole system is Right, and Josh, Josh, you bring up a great point because Chicago has – and this is a fact. Anybody can go look this up if they want to. Chicago has the most strictest gun laws in the country, and they got the most homicide rates. I believe they have the most homicide rates, but they definitely have the strictest gun laws in the country, and they're at least in the top three of top homicide rates 
in the country. So that just goes to show you gun laws never work. It just gives the enemy more uh, ammo and, and more uh, power because you're going to leave the good guy defenseless. I mean, absolutely. Until you can figure out, and liberals keep talking about you know, t- you know, having gun regulation, until the liberals can come up with a proposal that gets guns out of bad people's hands and guns into good people's hands, I won't listen to them. Oh, wait, you mean – you mean when we take away guns from criminals and let anybody else who wants to buy them buy them? You mean the way that the system's set up now? Oh, is it already works? That's weird. Stop trying to freaking twist our, our Second Amendment rights, and you'll have no problems whatsoever. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, Kevin, we haven't heard from you. Go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, I really hate to say it, but I knew that this is exactly how it was going to play out the whole time. And you Uh-oh. see his connections with Kamala Harris and with the uh, mainstream media that it was uh, doomed to go this direction from the start. And not only that, you imagine how this, how charged this political atmosphere is, that you have oh, Republicans yeah. and all, all different uh, media sources and, and organizations that are being terminated or silenced, censored, uh, terrible things happening to them because of either, you know, old tweets or uh, questioning Sharia law, uh, various um, pretty mild offenses in comparison to what Jussie Smollett had committed, a flagrant hate crime that uh, Mm -hmm. committed uh, 16 counts of felonies and implicated all of uh, Trumpers as being racist, as being KKK members, all these horrible things that absolutely are not true. And this is all to set up for the 2020 election where the Democrats feel they have this superiority over um, the Republicans because uh, the Republicans are just mean old racist KKK Nazis. And, and this is just absolutely not true. And um, Jesse Smollett should have been you know, charged with these felonies, but uh, instead he's still filming for his show, The Empire, and uh, he's not getting any charges or any uh, consequences because of this. And I, I really hope people wake up to what's going on. Kevin, he did get he did get released from from Empire that uh, they announced that a couple of weeks ago. But uh, but yeah, I mean everything else. I mean he's really uh, in hot water. I mean he probably he probably won't get hired ever again. I mean unless in, well, I wouldn't put it past Hollywood actually. I would not put it past Hollywood if they hire him for something well, else again, just to be malicious. You know. Yeah, Kevin. Yes, uh, I'm aware that he got uh, terminated from Empire, but when he was first released from Bale, he did finish up his last episodes of The Empire, and I, I thought that was um, pretty um, tough. I mean, uh, Fox News, the smallest comment, they, they booted Janine. I mean, that, 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 you know, that's just pretty sick stuff. I, I want to welcome um, to the show a very popular guy, very smart guy, probably has uh, some stuff to say about this. ISIS escapee, radical Islam expert, activist, and best-selling author, IQ Al-Razuli, how are you, buddy? Very well, thank you. How are you, sir? Doing well. Uh, great to have you. What are your thoughts on this whole Jesse Smollett thing? I mean, you know, you've been talking on my show before just about the divide in America and the race relations, and we found out today all, all 16 counts, uh, all, he, got, he got charged and indicted with, well, not charged, he got indicted with 16 felony counts, and we found out today they, they dropped all the charges. And I was talking about, you know, how there's so many Democratic uh, politicians that Jesse Smollett's close to. Uh, I would not be surprised if this was orchestrated uh, just to 
you know, make uh, Republicans and other people upset, and even not, even not just Republicans. I mean, there's so many people that are mad about this. But we do have an election coming up. You know, racial divide is part of the Democrats' platform. Uh, I, I think it all fits the narrative. What, what are your thoughts on all this, uh, IQ? Well, as an outsider looking in, it's really depressing that you have no more law and order in America. You really don't have any more, honestly. It's not only the smallest. Uh, thing attacks on the United States president, as far as I know from yep. Constitution, should be taken to court, and if found guilty, they are uh, they go to prison, and they are I think they they have to pay two hundred fifty thousand dollars penalty. <laughs> but, yep. but nothing has been happening since Trump took over. Nothing, everything wrong is happening in United States of America regarding law and order. They attack yes. Republicans and get away with it. And if the Republicans say anything, they're suppressed. So what is the difference now? What is the difference today in America between you and Putin's Russia? Tell me, please, for God's sake. There's no difference. There's still suppression of information, still attacking Trump. No matter how many times they lose, they attack Trump. This derangement syndrome is, I think, has infected the brains of 47% of the American people. And they're not getting any better. You are, most of the American people who have been against Trump are still against Trump, no matter what happens. What do you think? No, I, you know, I, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. You know, I think you made a great point there. And, you know, I just think the hatred for Trump, like I've said many times on the show, I think it's gone to a, a whole new level. We've never seen any political leader be treated in this sort of manner. I mean, it's, uh, nobody should have to put up with this. And, uh, you know, I was just saying earlier today, you know, they say the, the, the free press, the free press, yeah, yeah, you know, it, it's great, it's great. But the free press has taken, uh, you know, every, everything they're doing for granted by slandering our president, slandering, uh, you know, different things that uh, Republicans are doing, twisting the words. And I've, all, I've always said journalism is dead. Journalists write, uh, basically, you can call it a fictional story. They write whatever makes them feel good, whatever makes them, you know, uh, whatever they believe in. They, they refuse to to go uh, on both to to review both sides. I mean, very partisan. What do you think? You agree? Of course, I agree. You don't have general journalism in America. You haven't had journalism for God knows how many years. You have psychophants. You don't have journalism, honestly. When to- Donald Trump speaks about them as fake news, they're not fake news only. They are the enemies of the American people. By the way, exactly the same thing in Europe. All the news media are subservient to their governments. So what is the difference between American news media and Pravda in Russia? Where, where is the difference? Tell me. There is none. There is none. They don't only echo what the government is telling them to do. That's subservience. That's not supporting the American people or the European people. You have a disaster on your hand. And the only way American Republic will be saved would be 2% of the American public who wake up and join Donald Trump's party. That's it. There's nothing left. I can't add more than that. I agree. I agree. Um, I want to welcome to the show a very smart guy, political strategist, activist, and author of the best-selling book, the worst president in history, the legacy of Barack Obama, and the scandalous presidency of Barack Obama, 
Uh, Matt Margolis, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. So, Matt, you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, we were talking about the Jesse Smollett situation. I'm sure you have a lot of thoughts on this. Uh, and also, you know, you probably heard just now we were talking about how uh, journalism has been, you know, obviously been dead for, for a long time. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was watching uh, Jesse Smollett talking earlier today, and I just had to ha- have a real deep thought about my own personal white privilege, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I mean, it, 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 it's really amazing to think, uh, you know, I mean, because I, I thought he was actually going to get his ass handed to him. Uh, but um, you know, apparently there were uh, some powerful people uh, working behind the scenes to make sure that he uh, he got off without uh, uh, you know without having to serve any time for anything. So uh, see what happens next because uh, I mean, at, how are Trump supporters supposed to respond to this? You know, I mean, they see a guy who who fabricated a, a hate crime in order to to uh, to besmirch Trump and his supporters. I mean. This is going to get, get Trump supporters like us riled up. They're going to say, how is this allowed to happen? Uh, you know, this kind of thing wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't fly if, it, if, it had, if the politics had been reversed. So, uh, yes. you know, it's interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the, in the next couple of days. Uh, but, I mean, I, I still think in general, Jesse Smollett is going to be damaged goods in, in Hollywood, at least for a while. But, you know, I mean, there's always opportunities for people to make a comeback. So he, he'll probably lay low for a while and, and try and make another comeback uh, sometime down the road. Uh, you know, it, it's Hollywood, so, you know, we can't be uh, shocked. You know, I want to go to Pete Peekamp in Phoenix, Arizona. Pete Peekamp, you're on the line. What's up, buddy? Hey, God bless you, Rory. Great, uh, great job on your show, man. Yeah, thank you, man. What What are your thoughts on all this? I know you got thoughts on the, you know, the Jesse Smollett situation. Uh, what what well, do you think of all that? I mean, that we were just talking about that. Well, I think um, <clears throat> you know, there's still a uh, fabricated hatred against Donald Trump because um, you know my mother used to have this uh, saying to me: the opposite of control is trust. And what that really means is people try to control everything because they don't trust anything because they don't trust themselves. And in the last election, they thought, I mean, it was not going to be an election. It was going to be a coronation of Hillary Clinton and they still haven't accepted that they've lost. So every single effort on their part is for the effort of fitting this narrative of racism and hatred and how Trump is just a bad, evil guy. And every single thing that they do is claiming victim. You look at what uh, Colin Kaepernick did, he's a victim. You look at Smollett, he's a victim. You look at every single one of these women that have come out with all these hollow accusations, and now Avenatti is being charged with extortion attempts with Nike, everybody's a victim. And instead of looking in the mirror and saying and taking responsibility like what Donald Trump does, and Rush Limbaugh took uh, responsibility when he was hooked on uh, 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 opioids. <laughs> I think it was opioids. Yeah. He, he, he was man enough to step up on a show and say, I'm going into rehab, and I'm going to get myself better. And you know what this country is all about? It's about coming back from adversity and owning up to your problems and facing your fears and dealing with it, not sitting there and having this victimhood mentality and constantly blaming everybody else for what's wrong in your life. That's what I think about it. I, I absolutely agree with you, and, you know, very very well said, and you're absolutely right. I mean, let's face it. 
You know, the the, the, narr- the narrative, you know, just, just an example. The, the, the victim stance, uh, you know, fits perfectly on a guy like Jesse Smollett, black, gay, Democrat, uh, you know, you know, he claims he's oppressed. I mean, it fits the narrative. You have all these situations. But when, 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 when Trump supporters or conservatives are getting attacked, you don't see anybody coming out and, and giving on the left and giving a defense. And, and just the double standard, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I mean, look at uh, Hodgkinson. You know, he was shoot. He targeted a softball practice of Republican lawmakers because of their political affiliation, and that got some short lived attention. But then it was brushed under the carpet, and nobody pays attention to it anymore. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, Pete, stay with us. I want to go to a quick commercial, and, and we're all going to come back. I want to, unless anybody has any, we have a lot of people online. Anybody have any final thoughts on on uh, Jesse Smollett's situation? Okay. All right, we'll be right back. Would you know what to do in the event of an active shooter, a terrorist attack, or an unforeseen altercation? Whether at home or in the workplace, SkyRace Security can train you and your employees how to defuse a potential violent situation. Our goal at SkyRace Security is to keep our clients safe. With our professional and experienced Israeli Defense Force trainers, we teach strategies for safety that may someday save lives. Sign up at SkyRaceSecurity.com for our workplace violence prevention and training classes or call 240-888-0682. All right, we are back, everybody. Um, I want to get to, you know, this whole – we talked about it a lot yesterday, and I, and I think it's very important that we bring it back up because, you know, we, we will never get tired of talking about – uh, this scenario, uh, the whole Russian collusion hoax. Um, you know, we saw the conclusion of the investigation, and Democrats are still refusing to accept, the, you know, the outcome. And it's like they won't stop. And, and I've said yesterday, and this is absolutely true, Democrats never cared about justice. They never cared about the truth. All they care about is taking down our president. That's all they care about, and they'll go to whatever extent to do so. Now, now, there's a new article out today that they are going after his personal finances from his past. From his past. Has nothing to do with Russian collusion. Has nothing to do with the White House. Has nothing to do with his political career. But they are digging and digging it's a fishing expedition, for God's sake. It's a witch hunt. Our president couldn't say it any better. And you have nearly well, – it was actually, I think it was a little over $25 million wasted on taxpayer money. Give that money back to taxpayers. You guys went into this investigation without any sufficient evidence and without any legitimate cause. This is bullshit. This is, this is terrible it's sending the wrong message to the, the media has led people on on the left for over two years, and we've had so many different uh, scenarios where they're 
saying, oh, Russian collusion is definite. Absolutely. It's going to happen. I mean, and the fact that, I mean, I get a lot of people have woken up, and that's great. But the fact that there are still people that are buying into this narrative uh, of taking Trump down, I I don't know how you could still be, I don't know how you could be any more delusional. You know, some of these people, I don't understand them. It's insane. Uh, And it just goes on and on. I want to play what Trump said on Mueller earlier today, and then I want to play a recap, a couple of recaps of what the Democrats have said in the past on Russia, what they're saying currently. Uh, Some interesting stuff, but uh, let's play this. One, three. We knew that the president was going to Capitol Hill today to have lunch with senators. Let's watch this together. No collusion, no obstruction, no nothing. We are doing so well. We've never probably had a time of prosperity like this. It's been great. I think it went very high up. I think what happened is a disgrace. I don't believe our country should allow this ever to happen again. This will never happen again. We cannot let it ever happen again. It went very high up and it started fairly low, but with instructions from the high up. This should never happen to a president again. We can't allow that to take place. I don't want to say that, but I think you know the answer. The Mueller report was great. It could not have been better. It said no obstruction, no collusion. It could not have been better. Let me just tell you exactly what my message is. The Republican Party will soon be known as the party of health care. Well, there, there you have it. Uh, I, I want to play this other clip for everybody as well. Um, let me play this. Give me one second. Here it is right here. Uh, one, two. Democrats in Congress are demanding Attorney General William Barr deliver the Mueller report by April the 2nd. But it will be weeks, not days, before Barr comes up with a version that can be made public. And while fighting over what is in that version will continue, President Trump has a theory on where the investigation began. Correspondent Kevin Cork reports tonight from the White House. This should never happen to a president again. We can't allow that to take place. I don't want to say that, but I think you know the answer. An astonishing theory by President Trump today on Capitol Hill, that the genesis of the Russia investigation and subsequent Mueller probe may have been the work of the Obama White House. I think it went very high up. I think what happened is a disgrace. I don't believe our country should allow this ever to happen again. The president's concern mirrors that of some Republicans in Congress, many of whom believe that the basis of the investigation deserves a much closer look and perhaps its own special counsel. But while Republicans want to get to the bottom of how things began, Democrats today said they want to more closely inspect the probe's finished product. And they want it by their April 2nd deadline or else. We have a subpoena power. 
and frankly, um, I don't see anything in the special counsel's regulations that would prohibit Attorney General Barr from releasing it. Let us see the report. We don't need an interpretation. A four-page uh, summary uh, that may be um, colored by the Attorney General's uh, personal views is not adequate. Uh, the American people need to see the whole report. Sources tell Fox News that the Attorney General believes it will take weeks and not months to get a version of the report to Capitol Hill. While Schiff and fellow Democrats want to see the full report, Republicans want Schiff to resign from his post on the House Intelligence Committee, in part because of his repeated claims that evidence of collusion with the Russians was in plain sight, and that, at least according to the special counsel, turned out to be false. I think Adam Schiff should step down as the chairman of the House Intel Committee. He mentioned that there was this credible evidence that he had seen and that he had verified, and after a two-year lengthy investigation by a very respected uh, you know, prosecutor, we have no evidence of collusion. As you can imagine, John Green is not alone in his calls for Schiff to resign. California Congressman Adam Schiff could be on the way out, should be on the way out, says Kevin McCarthy. Maybe not could, but certainly he wants him to give up the chairmanship. So does uh, Kellyanne Conway, the senior advisor to the president here at the White House. But as you can imagine, uh, he's not giving up that post anytime soon, John. You no, know, somehow I think that Adam Schiff is not paying much attention yeah, for those yeah. calls for him to resign. You Kevin bet. Clark at the White House tonight. Thanks, Kevin. Well, there you have it. Obviously, that was a lot at once. Um, you know, we know what's going on, though. Uh, the Obama White House. The Obama administration has a lot of answering to do, you know, and they need to, and they're already talking about it, they need to subpoena uh, people like McCabe, people like Comey, people like James Clapper, um, Brennan. Uh, it goes on and on. Even Loretta Lynch, uh, Holder, definitely Holder as well. You, it can go on and on who they can, who they can subpoena. Um, and, I, and I think we need to. I mean, there, there's no doubt about it. Look what they got away with. This, is, this makes Watergate look like uh, – make it look like chopped liver. This makes Watergate look small. I mean, this is way worse. You had a sit-in president spying on an, on a, on an incoming candidate, on an incoming, um, on an incoming president. I mean, obviously he started spying when Trump was a candidate, but, I mean, this, this is really bad. Uh, and if a Republican did this, they would be crucified. The left seems to get away with all of these different things and aren't held accountable, and it's about time that stops. And like I said on the show yesterday, the gloves need to come off. If a Democrat throws a bullshit investigation out there, Republicans need to counter it. Make them, st you know, st uh, you know, make them scared. Make them stand down. Make them stop what they're doing. Um, I don't know. I don't know how we stop this madness. And uh, you know, I just can't believe that you had all of these people working in our justice system, working alongside of Obama, that went went and did this stuff in the most secretive manner possible. I mean, this is absolutely disgusting. And they their their thought was the entire time Hillary Clinton was going to win the election. They thought they were going to get away with all this. They never thought in a million years. This was going to come back and backfire on them. And Trump has already said that his administration is looking into, uh, you know, tre treasonous acts for the these various people. Uh, Trump, uh, Trump is not uh, not going to back down from this, and he's definitely going to make sure that, uh, uh, you know, they pay. 
because this is something that uh, can't be let go because it's a slap in the face to justice in every single aspect. I mean, this is scary stuff. Uh, Josh, go ahead. You know, the scariest thing about it, Rory, is it seems like most of the things that we have the biggest problem with are abuses of the court and abuses of the court system. And, you know, the judicial in this country has gotten extremely powerful um, over the last, say, 40 to 30 years. And, um, you know, it's, it's definitely unnerving at times how it seems like the judicial seems to have more power and over, overpowers the rest of the branches. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you look at, you know, President Trump even said, and, and President Trump knows that the phony investigation started in the Obama administration. I mean, it, it, you know, for anybody that's denying it out there or anybody that's, you know, trying to laugh it off, you know, whether you're in the middle, whether you're on the left, whatever you may be, uh, this is no joking manner. And it, it, it actually is very well true that Obama started this at least his people, whether he knowed about it, I think he did know about it. I mean, I couldn't see why he wouldn't know, you know, let, let's face it. He knew that Trump would come in there and completely erase his legacy, erase everything, uh, you know, he ever did. And that was a big problem for Obama. Obama had a huge fucking ego, excuse my French, but, um, but yeah, it's just, Dr. Branch, go ahead. It's crazy stuff. Hold on a second. Bear with me. Dr. Branch, go ahead. Oh, fantastic. First of all, I know French, and that wasn't. We had something that was, it's kind of being ignored. You have the sitting president of the United States now the president, his, his predecessor, of basically plotting and throwing a treason. This is extremely urban. Another thing, too, is people like you, myself, you know, for the last two and a half years have been, you know, our names dragged through the mud on social media that we're just mm-hmm. conspiracy people. We're people that, you know, uh, will do anything for Trump. Trump's in the Kremlin's pocket. You know, you had Brennan say that, that Trump was in the back pocket of Putin. Yeah. Total vindication this weekend. Total vindication. Then yeah. today, we're going to start. I I hope that we are starting to see this reckoning. I truly do. We're not looking at just the politicians because politicians are politicians. They're going to say anything to get elected. I'm talking about yeah. the the the, uh, the 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 pros in in, in the life you know, the lifetime people in the DOJ, the people like Brennan, the people like Clapper, you know, and all of these people have to be brought in front of the people of the United States. Absolutely do, and I'm I'm trusting that you know President Trump now will go back and say, "Fine, I'm vindicated. You had your two and a half years. Now here's mine," and that's what I'm hoping happens. I want these people brought to justice. You know, we've heard too long. Lock them up. Lock them up. That's a mantra. That's a chant. Well, they never get locked up, but now they have to, in my opinion, because this is a coup. We have we seen a coup. We have proof of a coup. 
And right now we have our leader, our president, saying, yeah, you know what? There was. And to me, that needs brought to justice right now. Uh, Pete, go ahead. Pete, go ahead. Uh, thanks, Rory. You know, it's um, it's really sad to see that the media barding people with lies. And if a lie is repeated, you know, often enough people begin to believe it, and it just feeds this Trump derangement syndrome. You know, you look at what the guy's accomplishing, and I will say this. Uh, I don't think there's another human being on the planet who would be able to withstand uh, uh, the criticism and the constant vitriol and vilification and attacks that are unfounded living at this guy. Uh, if it was anybody else, I think they would run to the corner. Uh, I admire, uh, you know, when he fires back on Twitter and said, nope, that's not right. Let's <laughs> set the record straight. And he's out there reminding everybody, hey, you know, this is total vindication. I like the Mueller report. There's no collusion with Russia and no obstruction of justice. And and let's get back to the business of this country. Can you imagine, you actually alluded to it before the break before, what if all the money that was wasted on this hollow witch hunt, this phony fake news uh, uh, chasing down imaginary uh, uh, stories, what if all the money yeah. and resources dedicated to that gave a bunch of inner city kids college scholarships or gave free health care to people and the Democrats need to end the government shutdown. Look at all the money that that's cost because before they said we need the wall and now it just became political. And the only message the Democrats, the only thing the Democrats stand for is against Trump and that's backfiring on them in a big way. And they're going to ride that wave and, and they're going to get annihilated in the next election. Well, I, I think you're right. Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, this is definitely going to cost them in the next election. There's no doubt about that. Uh, um, let's go to uh, Kevin. Kevin, go ahead. Well, no one thought it would be easy to outsmart and humiliate the deep state, but our great president makes it look easy. Uh, just the fact that after all this investigation that's uh, you know, the only thing that this deep state and the, the mainstream media could come up with as to try to overthrow Trump, this whole narrative that he'd been colluding with Putin and the Russians, and that the only reason why he's there is because of Russian interference, and the mere fact that they came up with absolutely no evidence uh, to this fact uh, just really shows how uh, everything, or at least most everything that Trump has been saying all along has been true, and what his supporters have yep. been saying all along has been true. Um, it really goes yes. to show that uh, we, we really need to get the voice out there now and uh, to counter all these attacks that were made to the president and bring justice to uh, not only the journalist uh, industry, but also to all these uh, politicians on the Democratic Party that are still not accepting the election results. And uh, people like Kamala Harris are not accepting the uh, Mueller investigation's conclusions. They still, uh, CNN and MSNBC still believe that he was colluding with the Russians. So uh, it, it really is going to take, the, you know, conservative, the Republican Party to come out and uh, support Trump and really fight for justice because uh, the Democrats are not going to allow us to, to have justice. They're going to stand uh, defiantly and resistant to everything that uh, Trump and, and what we're trying to accomplish. I agree. IQ, go ahead. It's sad, as the gentleman said, what's happening in America. I honestly do not believe there are enough Americans outraged after all these 
22 months or more uh, of persecution, literally, an inquisition of Donald Trump. I don't think you, they have the moral standing to understand how destructive the Democrat Party has been in the last 10 years, starting with Obama. Everything that has happened in America today and what's happening in America today started since Obama took over. I said it before, I repeat it again. Obama caused more damage to the United States of America, economically, racially, judicially, in every way, in eight years than 70 years of the Soviet Union. And I still don't think enough Americans are waking up to how much destruction the Obama government or administration and the current opposition to Donald Trump are causing. I honestly, you, you have many of the, your people are saying the American people, the American people. Well, uh, okay, where are where are these American people? Where's the outrage? There is none. Yeah, it's one of those things. I mean, it's, it it is, and you're absolutely right. I mean, the outrage, you know, it, it is it's limited, if any. I mean, it, it's sad. Um, let, let's go to uh, Matt. I know you – well, actually, go to Bill and then Matt. Bill, go ahead. Yeah, well, I, I think Trump's given strong signals that, that he's going to get in the big middle of this. He, he keeps repeating the same thing, that this can never happen to another president, so – I, I take a lot of, you know, comfort in his repeated. The the thing is, is these crimes, it, it's kind of like IQ said, it, it's been going on for 10, 15 years. And the, the, the it's not a mystery or it does. It's not amazing to me that the liberals and the and the media stay with this agenda because they're trapped. There, there, there's no way out, and and once you either have to, you either sink with the ship, or you, you know, you, you abandon the ship like rats, and and they're going to stick with this because they're complicit in committing a fraud against the public by generating a false reality of of what the world is. It's it's just like ISIS, you know. The media didn't, you know, all of a sudden ISIS is controlling two million miles of territory. In any other time, without Obama, that's headline news. But you know, you had millions of people being oppressed and killed and murdered, and and ABC and NBC and MSNBC and CNN gave it minimal coverage at all. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're controlling half of the Middle East. So once again, you we all know that there's real crimes that have been committed. And when this starts taking effect, you're, you're going to see not just people in government, but you're going to see the tentacles go into the media as well. I mean, if you look at the Obama administration, there was an incestuous, you know, relationship between Obama officials and media, from marriages to brothers to brother-in-laws to, you know, you can you can go down the list. So I think you're going to see, and I think that's what's going to right this nation it's going to be a, a horrific thing for this nation to have to go through and witness and watch. But you're going to see people like Comey, and it may even reach up to, to Clinton and Obama, um, because they, they 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 banked on Clinton winning and all these crimes could be covered up, and that's not going to be the case. So, again, they don't have any choice. They can't fess up now and say, yeah, we did it, so we're, we're complicit and we're guilty. 
so they got to ride the the horse until it, it dies. Right, uh, Matt. You, you know you've written uh, two best-selling books about the most corrupt president in history, Barack Hussein Osama, and uh, you know I, you know you're very interested in this topic, and you've done a lot of research on it. What what can you tell us? I mean, uh, I know you you didn't you write a little bit a bit about it too? Uh, about which topic in particular? The, this whole situation, the investigation into Trump. I mean, the well, uh, uh, yeah. The, my last book, uh, you know, was really kind of came out like when all this stuff was just starting. Uh, but you know, I've definitely been following it uh, with my columns and stuff like that. But uh, uh, you know, I, I think what we, I, I think, when, and what I hope that America has learned is that pursuing of this Russian collusion thing had nothing to do with justice or Russia or foreign interference. It had everything to do with Democrats trying to find some reason to get rid of Trump. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they, they didn't, they didn't care, you know, whose lives they ruined, you know, how many people, I mean, lots of people who got you know, caught up in the whole thing, uh, having to spend, you know, thousands of dollars on lawyers because they were called as witnesses and all that stuff. I mean, they destroyed lives, all because they wanted yeah. to get rid of Trump, and yeah. that's 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 gonna have an impact on a lot of people. I, I think as time goes, and and I think Trump is smart to to basically say, I'm not gonna let the American people forget this, because yeah. uh, essentially, you know, the, the the narrative has now turned. Democrats have to say all they want that they they now all of a sudden they don't trust Mueller and oh they want to see the whole report and you know they keep focusing on this one line uh, that you know uh, he wasn't exonerated with regard to uh, obstruction, but most people uh, obviously when when you look at the reaction of, of 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 liberals in the media they were devastated. At the, at the news, the report was was had had been had been issued. No more indictments. They knew it was over. Russian collusion is over. They are not going to get rid of Donald Trump. Uh, they they did not get the silver bullet they needed to begin impeachment, which means impeachment is not going to happen. So now they have to yes. uh, they they have to make a decision: Is it going to be oppose Trump at all at all at all turns or? Are they going to try try and work with him? Uh, I I don't think they will, and I think that's going to backfire on them because you know Trump's going to be able to say, you know, uh, you know next year during the campaign that you know Democrats didn't want to work with him at all, and you know they they didn't have the best interest of the country at, at, at heart. They had only their own, and uh, you know when it comes down to it, when you when you try, try to reach that reach uh, reach the middle, that's what they want to hear. They want to hear that their leaders are, want to work together to get things done. So, and, and I think Trump has to, um, and I, I don't know if he's going to be willing to do this or not, but I'd like for him to at least publicly say, all right, Democrats, let's put this behind us and let's start getting to work. And if he's pushing that message, you know, I think that'll, that'll go a long way to, to securing his uh, victory in 2020. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I think that, you know, uh, with the way the Democrats are going and all their anti-Trump rhetoric, I mean, that, that, that's really all they have to run on. I mean, and that, that's not going to get them to the finish line. You know, it, 
and I've said from day one on this show, uh, in this in this election, whoever has the most anti-Trump rhetoric is going to get the nomination. It's not about policies. The left the left doesn't care about policies anymore. It doesn't even seem like. Yeah, no, I mean, it seems like they don't even care about policies anymore. If you look at what they're doing and, and how badly they want to get Trump out of there, no matter what it takes. And, you know, I mean, that, let, let's face it, that's, that's what majority of the left's uh, objective is right now. You've you got that somewhat of a, of a small percentage that wants policy and wants their, you know, uh, politicians to be uh, working on that. But it, there's so much Trump hatred. I don't know how it stops, and I don't know how it ends, and I don't think it is. I think it's. I don't you know. I think there's a lot of people. And I think that. I think that if there's a Democrat out there that 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 would say all Republicans should be put in internment camps uh, until until they learn to to vote Democrat, there'd be a sizable number of of liberals out there that would support that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. It's like. It's mind-blowing. And Mike Peters from New York, we're talking about uh, – I'm glad you're on the line with us. We're talking about Russian collusion right now and, and just this whole narrative, uh, you know, that, <laughs> with, you know, the left and how they want to believe no matter what, even if there isn't any, that Russian collusion exists it's like their own fantasy land. Uh, go ahead, though, Mike. What are you thought? It's, it's no problem, actually. Everybody don't trust the, the Russians. They're very good people. You can trust us. We are good people. It's no problem. I don't understand. I don't understand. These people are delusional. They're paranoid. And they're looking for somebody who's hiding behind the curtain. They, I, it's, so they're not going to give up. I mean, and also they refuse to believe that everything they've been taught, everything they've been fed, spoon-fed by the media after two years, has been a lie because it'll prove that they're idiots. They're not going to face that. They're not going to admit that. There has to be a shred of something they can cling on to to justify all the BS that they've been following and spewing themselves over two years now. So they're desperate at this point and they're embarrassed. Um, yeah, I, I just, you know, all we, all we can do is sit back and watch them squirm at this point, but they're going to get dangerous. I think that this is going to force them into a corner and it's going to make things worse. Because they're going to get desperate. I, I, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I think once Trump wins the re-election in 2020, you're going to see people getting killed in the streets. I think it's going to get really, really bad. Uh, like really bad. I mean, we, we we think it's really bad right now. Wait till he gets re-elected in 2020. Wait till the left see how the left reacts to that one. Uh, I want to welcome to the show uh, economist, entrepreneur, speaker, writer for Town Hall, Newsmax. Live vet and a professor of finance at Stockton University in New Jersey, Dr. Michael Bussler. How are you, my friend? Hi, Rory. How are you? Uh, always my pleasure to be here. Uh, interesting you're talking about this whole uh, Mueller thing uh, and what yeah. finally came out of this. Uh, and yeah. you're right, the uh, left, uh, they're looking for some other things they can attack Trump on because this clearly turned out to be nothing. Um, but, you, you know, one other thing I'm sort of starting to, to, to see, um, I, I think uh, the uh, way people look at Trump, uh, now his supporters, of course, uh, approve of him, um, but there's that big chunk of uh, mostly Democrats and some independents uh, who have looked very negatively at, at Trump for these last two years, mostly because uh, every time they turned on CNN or MSNBC – uh, they were always saying something very negative about Trump, and they were very convinced uh, 
that uh, what Trump did was illegal and he did collude and he did obstruct justice and it's just a matter of time and uh, he's going to go to jail. And so people, having listened to that for all these years, uh, two years now, uh, thought very negatively of Trump. Uh, I think they're starting to look at Trump a little differently, finally saying, you know, all this stuff they've been telling us about Trump, well, we just found out none of it was true. So I think you're going to find people, the the real never-Trumpers and the ones who say they hate him, uh, I think you're going to find them starting to look at Trump um, a little bit more favorably now. And uh, from that aspect, um, you know, it will turn out to be a, a good thing for him. Yeah, uh, no, I agree, 100%. Very well said. I, I want to let Dr. Branch respond, and uh, we do got to go to a commercial here in a second. But Dr. Branch, you, you got any responses? Yes, you know, I, I don't normally disagree with 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 many of our guests, Matt, on this. Uh, you know, in in the world that we would love to live in, we would like to say. You know, okay, now let's work across the aisle. Let's get some things done. However, they don't want to. I mean, you you just seen what happened, and you have IQ on the show. Last week, we defeated ISIS. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't get really any play at all. We have the lowest unemployment for African American, the lowest unemployment for Hispanics, 50-year low for, for women. No airtime. Nobody cares on the left about policy. Nobody cares. We have to look at Donald Trump's accomplishment. We have to continue. He has to continue with this narrative that is not just a narrative. It's fact that these career individuals in the DOJ and in the Obama administration, because, you know, these findings that came out on Sunday – to the light of the people, was that there was Russian interference in the 2016 election. Well, guess who was in charge? Barack Obama. He was there. He told Trump. He said there was no way an election could be rigged. Because remember, Trump said the election could be rigged. He said no way it could be done. Yet we know for a fact Donald Brazil, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, Hillary Clinton, they all rigged that primary election. So it's to say that it can't happen, it did happen. It happened on Barack Obama's watch. We need to make that loud and clear leading into the next two years to uh, re-election of President Trump because he's the best thing to happen to America in a long time. Amen. I agree. I agree with you. I agree. My, um, let, hey, Bill, I'll go to you, and then i got to go to commercial. Well, I think, you know, I, I, Trump is a, you know, a critical point in history. I mean, I, if, if you look, it, it, the United States has always had a, an, an uncanny ability to, to elect the right guy at the right time in, in, in what history is kind of mandating on what needs to take place. And we elected Trump to virtually tear down the swamp and tear down the, the status quo of D.C., so this kind of radicalness and this kind of, of vitriol and warlike mentality on the left seems pretty normal um, because, again, they're, they're, 
their whole essence of being is in jeopardy and they know they've got a guy that they, they just can't control and he's going to do what he feels is right and best for the American people and really doesn't care what their outcome is. Right. Yeah, well said. Well said. Uh, go to commercial. We'll be right back, everybody. Is video a part of your strategy for 2019? Hi, I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, your remote video production specialist. Using equipment you already own, I help you deliver high-value videos to your audience. From interviews and demonstrations to online meetings and trainings, I work with you to shape your stories and subjects that demonstrate your subject matter expertise. If you're a product specialist, sales executive, or business owner, we make video production simple and affordable. We do this so that you can make videos on a regular basis, whether it's daily, weekly, or monthly, to communicate about the topics and discussions that are important to you, your audience, and your business. To make your videos, we use HD video conferencing that allows you and your guests to connect to our studio from your home or office using your laptop, phone, or tablet. Once you and your guests have connected to our studio, we do all the rest. We take care of the TV graphics, the intro videos, the outro videos, the music, the behind the scenes production. Everything that it takes to either live stream or locally record your video for post-production editing to social media, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it. If you're tired of seeing the empty balloon commercials that are being made by your competition's social media experts, give me a call. I work directly with you, the subject matter expert, to help shape your story and ideas in a professional and polished manner via video. If you're ready to take a deep dive on your expertise and showcase the essence of your business via video, give me a call or connect with me online. I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, the remote video production specialist, the doer's resource for online video production. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. All righty. We are back. Huge, huge show. Uh, worldwide, coast to coast. Listened to in 22 different countries. And we are on over 60 online platforms. We are everywhere, everybody. Uh, I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Uh, let, let's get down to the Michael Avenatti subject. I'm, I know everybody is dying to talk about this. I was going to get it to get to it last night, but most of our show was um, focused on the whole Mueller uh, report. So, you know, Avenatti, I'll tell you, uh, you look at Avenatti and you look at how the liberal media and left-wing voters praised him for the longest time. They got on their knees for this guy. I think he appeared on. I think I read the other day, like in like a month or in like a month or two time frame, he was appearing on CNN hundreds and hundreds of times. Like, and that's not an exaggeration either. Like, they kept bringing him on when when the Stormy Daniels thing was going was a, a trend going on in the news, and it was just constant. We heard about that slut over and over. It was just so tiring and and he, all the attention this guy got i will it's fascinating you know it just every time i turned on the tv for the longest time you saw this guy's bald head in this guy's face nothing nothing against nothing against nothing against people with bald heads but i'm i'm just saying he is so creepy there's a reason he's called the creepy porn lawyer 
this guy is a schmuck in every single way. You read about past clients he's ripped people that, that he's ripped off. You read about uh, investors. You read about some of the sketchy loans and, and, that he's made and, and some of the, 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 the really dirty business dealings. I mean, you, you and it goes on and on. And, and we just saw he's in the news for uh, extortion of Nike, $25 million, everybody. Again, that's $25 million, and apparently everybody's going to love this, especially everybody on the right, on our side. Colin Kaepernick's attorney is the co-conspirator. What are the chances? What are the chances? <laughs> I mean, this is, this is something I mean, right out of a movie. I mean, this is, this is too funny. And, of course, Avenatti is denying it. He's, he's totally, you know, saying he's innocent, blah, blah, blah. Um, I am curious, though, to see how this plays out, because this is nuts. I do want to play a clip, though, of Judge Napolitano on Fox News um, of what he said about this case. And usually Napolitano's pretty good about uh, his statement and, and his accuracy. Uh, one, five. Hey, the lawyer best known for representing porn star Stormy Daniels against President Trump out on $300,000 bond in two separate federal cases. Michael Avenatti accused of trying to extort millions from Nike, bank and wire fraud, and he could face jail of 100 years. All right, here are way in on that's the Fox News senior judicial analyst and host of Liberty File on Fox Nation, Judge Andrew Napolitano. Judge, break it down for us. What happened here? Well, this sort of came out of the blue. The events in this case all took place, or the principal events, in the past four or five days. where The, the Nike case. The Nike case, where the government alleges, and it has tape recordings to substantiate most of its allegations, that Michael Avenatti and another celebrity lawyer, whom some of us know, um, Garagos, Mark Garagos, uh, represented themselves as having a client who was aware of a major fraud that Nike was involved in, paying people to use their sneakers and get them into certain schools. And if they didn't pay these lawyers a lot of money, meaning pay their clients a lot of money, the so-called client to remain silent, they were going to hold a press conference and destroy Nike. Uh, and the language that is used in the efforts to get this money out of Nike is far more the language of extortionists than it is of lawyers trying to settle a case. They, so the they question, called it a shakedown with suit. Just because he was wearing a suit, it's like a classic shakedown. Correct. But the, the language was uh, very rough and very aggressive. I can't uh, repeat right. it uh, here. It was not the language that you would use uh, in a case like this. If you had a client who was really aggrieved, you'd have a complaint, you'd be prepared to file it, you would share it with the lawyers whose client you're about to sue. You wouldn't show up at their office and demand... <laughs> Uh, a million for your client and 20 million for, for you. you. And by the way, hire me so that I can work for you. Sure. This is preposterous. What he was suggesting or really putting out there was, look, if I come out against you, your stock is going to tank. And when you because he's uh, so frequently on television, right. he said essentially he's got, uh, you know, a, a great celebrity presence. In fact, when you look at the number of times he appeared on cable How news. How many times is it? Well, I'm glad, yes. Uh, between uh, March and May in 2018, he appeared yep. 147 times, uh, 74 times on CNN, and 57 times on MSNBC. I do not believe he Good appeared Lord. on the Fox News channel. So the, so, that he did. Okay, so the, the FBI says if we don't arrest him immediately, 
he might hold this press conference and Nike stock might go down. I think the stock would have come back up, but that's just my the judge, estimation. Uh, Nike would be in the same trouble Adidas is, so they, they could be caught up in this, but they shouldn't be held up in this. Correct. Now, the other thing is, he got hit on the other coast at the same time because of not paying taxes. Correct? Well, this is obviously, and prosecutors can do this, and they do this all the time, this is obviously coordinated. A tax fraud case in uh, Los Angeles and a bank fraud case in Mississippi, all these things came out uh, at the same day. It appears as though the bail that he uh, posted yesterday afternoon in New York was for both the New York and the Los Angeles mm -hmm. case. It's not clear what happened in the uh, in the Mississippi well, case. The Garagos factor is interesting. His name doesn't appear anywhere. The complaint against Avenatti says, and other conspirators known and unknown. He hasn't been formally charged. He hasn't been arrested. Many of us who know Mark know him to be a first-rate lawyer. I don't know what happened here. Yeah. Right, but, uh, excuse me. Um, Avenatti says that he is totally exonerated. He faces, though, 100 years behind bars and could get disbarred, right? Well, I would think disbarment would be the least, the least of his of concerns, words, right. but yes, he wouldn't be disbarred until after conviction. Well, he did tweet. Or a guilty plea. After he appeared in court, made bond, uh, he tweeted this out. I want to thank all of my supporters for your kind words and support. It means a lot to me. I am anxious for people to see what really happened. We never attempted to extort Nike, and when the evidence is disclosed, the public will learn the truth about Nike's crime and cover up. Well, the government, you know, the government sure, got, got two, people in that room that were taping everything he said, and the, and the excerpts that the government put in the complaint are, to say the least, damning. Then talk about what a despicable character he is. He's also accused of keeping a $4 million personal injury settlement payout from a paraplegic man with mental health issues. And, he, and even Stormy Daniels says he hasn't been honest with her. How, how do you defend against that in front of the And he jury? wanted to run for president. And he wanted to run All right. for president. Thank you, Judge. All right, guys. So there you have it. I, I can't believe that. I really... Damn, something was wrong with the mic. Okay, I can't believe this. I mean, you have this guy who's a known fraud pretty much his entire career, and he was pretty much the left, the left uh, poster child for, for a long time. He was like their – they loved him. I mean, they constantly gave him praise and thought he was this amazing person, this amazing guy. And he's – it's ridiculous. You know what the left reminds me of? They remind me of, like, school, like, the gossip school, like, just people in school, like, high school, like, gossip, just, like, constant, constant. That's what the liberal media reminds me of, I mean, and, and, and liberal. All they want to hear is, I don't know if, I, if this sounds crazy, but it sounds like it, 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 really, it really seems like all they, all they care about is hearing the negative, hearing all the bad stuff. They don't want to hear about anything good. They don't care about the success of our country. And, yeah, it's crazy. It blows my mind. Um. Dr. Branch, go ahead. Thank you for going Dr. to Branch. me. Um, I look at this, and I hope, I hope that this is the tip of the spear. And what I mean yeah. by that is the and look, first hey, counterattack I just want to say real quick, I didn't say this. But look how many times Avenatti said he was going to take down President Trump and people in his cabinet. Exactly. Look how many times it, he was trying to be the badass, trying to be this macho man, and it just backfired on him. Karma's a bitch, but go ahead. Sorry. Well, well, but it is, and I'm hoping this is the tip of the spear because you see how arrogant he is. In the Stormy Daniels case, they went and basically you know, uh, tried to blackmail Donald Trump 
and they ended up paying like 120 some thousand, but that wasn't enough. She had to come out too, again, for more. And the thing is, now you see on tape how arrogant this person is. Now you see how brazen he is. I am hoping that Barr, you know, uh, along with some people in the Trump campaign said, listen, this guy's arrogant. He is going to hang himself. And I'm hoping that that's some of the reason why that they were they're watching this guy so intently, because I'm telling you right now that this is exactly part of the, what we were talking about, the silent coup. That's the reason they embrace this guy. That's the reason why they brought him forward. You know, I, I do not believe any of the Stormy Daniel case. I believe that it was a shakedown. That's all I believe it was. And to me, it proves it right now with the way that he's handling, you know, his clients, with the way that he tried to shake down Nike for all that money. You do what I say, give me the money, or I'm going to destroy you. Well, that sounds really familiar, doesn't it? That sounds exactly what he did with against Donald Trump and against Brett Kavanaugh. Don't forget that he came out with these 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 losers that were had had no standing at all, prated them in front of everybody against Brett Kavanaugh, and he did this. He did this to shake them down. There, he's the darling of the left, and all he is is a con artist and a shakedown machine. That's all he is. And I hope this is the tip of the spear. To show the counterpunch. That's what I hope it is. I will say this about him. You know, there really is something very suspicious. I think anybody should not be naive when I say this, and I think I really am making a valid point here. He really seems like the guy that is – he has the mindset that he's untouchable, he's invincible. It makes me think that he's a Democratic operative. I would not put it past anyone if he's involved with the deep state and he's protected just like guys like Jesse Smollett are protected and all these different people that get off that are, are left wing. I, do, do you think that's somewhat of a fair statement, uh, Dr. Branch? Well, I do, and, and, and that's what I'm kind of alluding to. I, you know, I'm really hoping that this is Barr going after the deep state. I hope that he has ears on everybody and he's got ears on, on on this guy and he's going down. And I, you know, and to me, it is no coincidence that it just happened. You know, it's, it's like, first of all, Donald Trump was completely exonerated, completely vindicated. Now let's go out and get these guys. And that's what I hope it is. I mean, you know, but you know, I, I and and it's sad, but you know, I'd like to hear what IQ has to say about it because I'm telling you what, that's the way I read this when I seen his arrest. I just said, good, that's Barr, that's the DOJ, that's not these yeah. local uh, local places. This is the DOJ going after him, and to me, it's it's, it's about time. IQ, go ahead. I agree, I agree with you 100. percent You know. I don't want to digress, but I want the opinion of all of your guests about Adam Schiff. For two years, he said he had information, that he saw the documents, that they were verifiable. Why hasn't anybody taken him to court and make him swear? You know, I can't figure that out. I tried to talk. I tried to bring that up with all these different people on the left and it's beyond a double standard at this point IQ it really is and I think everybody's asking themselves that question why are so many people on the left 
getting away with stuff that if somebody on the right did it, they would be crucified. Well, this is and Rory, we just yeah. Sorry, go on, go ahead. Well, no, I, I was just going to respond to that uh, your question, IQ, because it's a great question. It's not just he's a politician. What committee did he head? What committee did he sit on? Intel. Yeah. This is the guy that's that heads the intel, and he said he has intel on the president that he is inclusion. This is this, this is not just a politician rambling on, and that's what's really scary. This guy has credibility based on the 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 committee he sits on and now heads. And to me, it is unforgivable. He needs to resign like now. And, you know, quite frankly, he needs to be defeated in his next election because he's just a liar. He's 100% a liar. And he's fed this narrative. But you're absolutely right. The tragedy is all of these people, all of them have been colluding. Not one of them has been convicted. Not one. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing that the rule of law in America has collapsed. I'm not exaggerating. I know I'm not exaggerating. I'm watching from the outside. So I, I can't, I'm not taking sides with Donald Trump or with the, the opposition. I'm looking from the outside. You have no more rule of law. The only one is that if you are a Republican or a supporter of Trump, you are evil. And if you are the enemy of Trump, you are good. That simple. Yep. Yep. I too, and you're absolutely right. That's very well said, and you're spot on. And, and I say that all the time, you know, you know, I, and I think that's, you know, why so many public eye jump on the liberal bandwagon uh, for, you know, I think there's a lot of money involved. And I also think, you know, they don't want to jeopardize their career because look at all these people that are losing their jobs and their careers because they simply support Donald Trump. You know what I mean? But the answer is, you know, Rory, what I'd like to, what I'd like to see personally out of this is uh, in the investigation. I'd like to make sure that they start looking at all of his records and see if there was any connection between Avenatti and the DNC or any of these politicians to see if this was also coordinated to help uh, yeah. throw up smoke screens or do any damage. And if they can prove that, charges should be brought. And Mike, you bring up a great point there because let's not forget when Trump was running for president. Look at all the look at all the, the the whores that came out and made lies about him, and they were at the debate. Yep. They they came out and made the fake stories. Oh, he touched me. Yep. He he took he took yep. advantage of me, and we all figured out later it was bullshit. Because what happened? Those women those women didn't even talk ever again after the election. It was all crap. Yeah, yeah. It was all set up by the Democrats. Let's not forget that the Democrats set these stunts up. And there's too many people that are naive to it, and they, they can't be. Because you have to understand the Democrats are some of the dirtiest fucking people. They're like the mafia. If they can prove conspiracy and they can show a connection between Abenadi and anybody in the DNC, then there's another, there's another nail in their coffin. You know, then oh, yeah, conspiracy yeah. charges should be brought against them. This should really, they should go after them for that too. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, go ahead. Uh, yes. So uh, Dr. Branch and IQ are totally correct, and uh, the best way I could add on to this is to say that both uh, the lawyer, Avenatti, and Adam Schiff, they're in the business of making witch hunts and collecting money from it, I should say. 
And let's not forget about Adam Schiff. It was only a few years ago that he was uh, the husband of George Soros' daughter. Uh, they're divorced now, but you can see the connection wow. and how the nepotism that takes place. It's not about uh, justice. It's about who they're loyal to, and uh, the deep state runs deep. Um, and especially with Avenatti, uh, just fooling the population and trying to extort, uh, you know, mega, mega large companies, it's absolutely ridiculous. And uh, you're right, Rory, it is a mafia complex um, that is going on. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Bussler, go ahead. You know, I, I was going to say, um, it, it isn't just Adam Schiff that uh, told uh, numerous lies. And uh, remember, too, Adam Schiff was in these uh, closed it's hearings, all- and he kept running out to, to leak uh, key information to the press. Um, and some of what he said he leaked turned out not to be true also. Um, so he's told um, a number of, of lies. Uh, Kelly Conway called for his resignation, uh, at least yep. from the in, uh, Intelligence Committee and maybe more, um, because of all those lies he told. And, it, you know, there was that uh, Swalwell from California. Uh, he kept telling a number of lies. Uh, Blumenthal he kept telling a number of lies. Jerry Nadler, even today, uh, keeps going with the narrative that um, even though um, Mueller uh, had uh, a team of literally cutthroat lawyers and 40 FBI agents and all those subpoenas and all the people he uh, interviewed and all the documents he interviewed, and uh, even though uh, Mueller had all that, Nadler's convinced that uh, there's something in there that he didn't get. So Nadler wants to keep on going with this thing, and really, it's 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 over. I mean, it's, it's over. Uh, Trump is cleared of collusion um, as a result of um, him never colluding. Um, the obstruction just uh, charge doesn't make any sense either. Uh, they say it's obstruction because uh, Comey was looking into the Russian collusion. Well, there was no Russian collusion. So there couldn't be now any uh, obstruction charge. So the thing is, the, the, the whole thing is over. The Democrats ought to realize that. And you're right, there were four or five key uh, Democrats that continued to spew what they knew were lies to the American public um, and say that since we have things, you we can see things you can't see. You know, what I'm saying to you is true, uh, that John Brennan is the worst. Uh, he came out today and said, uh, I know I said last week there's going to be a lot of in, uh, indictments in the Mueller re- report. Uh, I, um, I guess I had just some bad information, he said. Um, when the truth is, too, he knew what he was saying wasn't true also. People have got to be held accountable for this, especially uh, government leaders. Yeah, very well said. I agree. Uh, Bill, go ahead. Well, you have – you know, they have this this false narrative going that that Trump is evil and we're evil, and with shift, it's not it's not just Avenatti. He spent what twelve hours, and his his team spent twelve hours with with Michael uh, Cohen, Trump's lawyer, before that hearing. Um, it, this guy is he's privy to the most intimate details of national security and and. And our security and our, our intelligence agencies on a whole, and you can't have people like that in in office. And there has to be an investigation by him, by some 
some form or some way. The House is not going to do it. Pelosi's not going to do it. And so I don't know what the outcome of that is, but but unless there's something like, you know, this guy got duped by a radio station in Russian saying, you know, oh, and, and he thought it was the real deal where they were saying, we got naked pictures of Trump. And, and you know, and he's like, oh, I'm going to have my staff get in touch with you guys. And, and he took the call personally. So that's how naive this guy is. But he, these and guys, that's the real collusion right there, but nobody's, nobody's paying attention to it. The media is not reporting it. Like that, him call, talking to somebody in Russia about naked pictures about Trump, that's real collusion. Absolutely it is. That, you know, and, and that just is indicative of, of this, this whole thing of whatever they can grasp onto to try and destroy this president, and they're going to turn the narrative to obstruction. And they're setting the foundation now by this saying that they want all the documents underlying and all that when they know by law that, that, that they don't have a right to them. And then when, when they do get this report from Barr, anything that's redacted is that they're going to go right to. That's where it says Trump was colluding with the Russians and they redacted it. And Barr's a, a political op. And, you know, Mueller was under some kind of coercion. And, that's going to, and the media is going to pick up with it. And and that's go, that's what they're going to go with. They're going to lose the elections big time. I mean, you you could have a a a forty state sweep by Trump if they stay on this same path of we hate Trump and we're not going to talk about policies and we're just going to investigate and we're going to hate and and keep this emotional level up where where more and more of the population when they close that curtain to vote are just not going to, to do that. They're just not, you know, the morally sound person, Democrat, liberal, libertarian, doesn't matter. The moral guy, which makes up the majority of the population of the United States, when they close that curtain to vote, no matter who they say they're going to vote for, are going to vote for Trump. Oh, you're absolutely right. And let's not forget the left standpoint all along. You know, it's Mueller time. It's Mueller time. They thought Mueller was their savior. They thought Mueller was the greatest thing on earth. But when Mueller came out with an honest report and a conclusion that they didn't like the left, he's the enemy now. Mueller's the enemy. They're saying, fuck Mueller. I mean, literally. And that's literally what they're saying. It's just, it just goes to show who they really are. They're not out for, like I said earlier in the show, they're not out for the truth. They're out to take down our president. And they'll go to whatever extent possible to do so. They don't care if uh, you know, if Trump didn't do anything, as long as he's gone. Absolutely, that's the only that's their only goal, and they 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 can't they can't get away from this narrative because that allows the emotional effect it has on the population or half the population to go down past to where people are thinking rationally again, and it, that's what the, that's what the Democrats have come up with. That the only way that you can keep this the these people on our side is if you create an emotional hate and an emotional response that clouds rational thought and the only way to keep keep that momentum going is to keep that hate up and the only way you can do that is to keep hating on trump you're absolutely right very well said um, somebody have a thought? If somebody wants to, somebody have a thought? yeah, you know what I, you know what I've been doing? I've got a little game that I play. It's I turn it into a joke with people that I have no idea who they are. You know, when I'm, you're cashing out at the supermarket, I've been doing this for a while, and uh, I just did it tonight. Cashing out, and you use your credit card on the terminal, 
And the cashier looked at me. And I looked at the terminal. I said, it's, I can't believe this is written in Cyrillic. And the girl looked at me. And there were people waiting in line. They have no idea who I am. And I said, it's mm-hmm. in Cyr- the Russians hacked your system. The Russians <laughs> hacked your system here at the supermarket. What is going on? And they'd look at me amazed. And I said, no, I'm just joking. We're going to call Mueller. It'll get figured out. The, the, I'm not guessing a board with Trump. They must have come in on your market now. And you turn it into a joke to show how absurd it is. And it, once people start realizing that this is being made fun of now, it's gone beyond. It's turned into a sick joke. You wouldn't believe some of the conversations I've had afterwards with people that I have no idea who they are, but they open up at that point. You know, I've only had, in the time I've been playing this game, one person left everything on the, uh, on, on the counter there and walked out. It was a liberal. He got really upset. He was insulted and walked out without paying. So yeah. it's, it, 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 I just ridicule them. Turn, them in, turn it into a joke. Um, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, Dr. Bustle, your thoughts. Yeah, you, you know, the, the, the whole thing goes back to the fact that uh, the Democrats really never got over the fact that Trump won in the first place. And literally from the, the first day after his election, uh, they were convinced it was a, an illegitimate election. And the only way he could have possibly won is by some kind of collusion. Uh, so we're sure there, there is something. Uh, and then we had the whole fiasco with uh, Sessions recusing himself and Rosenstein be- becoming in charge of this and uh, pointing Mueller in the, f- the first place. Um, and I think now, too, that the Republicans, at least Lindsey Graham says he's going to look into uh, how this whole thing got got started, um, you know, which is good. And let's get to the uh, facts here and see who really did the wrong things. Um but uh, the, the Democrats just, um, you know, they continue to put the, the needs of the Democratic Party ahead of the needs of the country. Um, and uh, if that's the attitude they're, they're going to have, uh, instead of uh, legislating, which is what the House of Representatives is supposed to do, uh, they look like a, a bunch of them, at least, are just going to continue to try to investigate um, you know, normally you have some kind of evidence that there might be a crime, and then you investigate to see if there is one. Here, there's no evidence of anything, but they just want right. to investigate and uh, see if they can find something. You know, the, the the bottom line with Trump and all his business feelings, for, for him to get where he was, uh, where he is, and uh, with, with the empire and real estate that he managed to build all over the world, you pretty yep. much have to play it straight, uh, or you're just not going to make it to be this big. Now, this, having said that, um, with all the complex tax laws and the way things uh, are and uh, how long tax returns have to be, if, and this is why I think Trump is right never to release his tax returns, but you go through a tax return like that, and you'll find some I that wasn't dotted and some T that wasn't crossed, and... You'll make a you'll make a big deal out of it because again you're not interested in moving the country forward. You're interested in the needs right. of the party, the Democrats that is, the, the needs of the party, and all they want to do is uh, take take Trump down. Uh, he's a tough yeah. guy though, and uh, he's he's not going to go down. I agree. I agree. Um, we're going to take a thirty second commercial, and then I want to come back and talk some economics, and we'll talk and talk about the wall. Some good uh, good news about the wall out today. We'll be right back. 
Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Please visit thedonaldjtrumpstore.com for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else. And best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit thedonaldjtrumpstore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. All righty, we are back coast to coast, worldwide. Listen to and our show is listened to in 22 different countries on over 60 online platforms. Everybody, you can find us in many places. Uh, I want to get to it, though. I, I want to get to a, a big topic right here, and I think this is on everybody's mind uh, in so many ways, the wall situation. It was just announced, uh, first of all, I want to say, uh, today the House failed to override Trump's veto, and we knew that the, the House didn't have enough votes to override the veto. We already knew that was going to happen, uh, that Trump was going to succeed in that at least. Uh, but here's the, here's the issue. Uh, well, I'll get to the issue after, but the Pentagon did authorize up to a $1 billion, again, that's one with a B, billion dollars today for 57 miles of border wall. Um, the problem I, the only problem I see, and we've talked about this on the show before, is the Supreme Court. And that's what I'm worried about. I mean, I, I know that we got approved today for, with the Pentagon approved 57 miles, but that only covers like a fraction of the problem. Uh, Dr. Butler, what are your thoughts on this? Well, uh, Trump's been piecemealing together enough money to get that uh, $5.7 he originally requested. He did get almost $1.4 billion out of the Democrats, and he's been able to move around a little bit of money, this latest billion from the Pentagon. Um, it will be interesting to see what, what happens when uh, it does get to the Supreme Court. Um, from what I've seen, it, it looks like um, the president has very wide discretion calling a, a national emergency. And I, I think under the current law, um, I think he has a right to call this a national emergency. So the Supreme Court may say, um, I think Trump, has, they'll agree, I think that Trump has a right to do this. And they'll say, look, if you think that is too broad a power for um, a president to have, then uh, write the law a little more clearly. Uh, so this, this won't happen again. Now, the, the only thing um, that, that um, may uh, cause the Supreme Court to perhaps think the other way is the other argument will be that um, it's Congress that authorizes uh, money to be spent, and only Congress that has that authority. Um, and Congress said only $1.3 or whatever it was billion for the wall, so you really haven't, uh, don't have a right to spend any more than that. Uh, so I think mm -hmm. they'll put that argument up there, and that uh, that may have a little bit of teeth to it. But I still think in the end uh, Trump's going to end up winning, uh, saying that this was a, a national emergency. And even though uh, Congress only authorized uh, a, a small amount because it was a national emergency, he has a right to use some emergency funds. I, you know, and I, and I, I absolutely agree with you. And. I will say when you when you said this absolutely is a national emergency, it sure is. It's a national emergency. We have 
just just today it was reported that within two day time frame there were over 500 illegals apprehended in, in a sector of the Texas border. I mean, and this is these kind of reporting, Dr. Bustler, are we are yeah. sometimes every other day. I mean, definitely weekly. I mean, it's absolutely absolutely a national emergency. You know what I mean? Yeah, and there are a large number of people still coming. Uh, you hear of new caravans being formed. Uh, you hear of the uh, uh, detention facilities uh, being overflowing. Go. Now they're starting to have, yeah, they're starting to have to release some people into just uh, into the country. It's almost like the catch and release policy that uh, yeah. Obama had. Uh, so th- this is uh, this is clearly, I think, a, um, a national emergency. Uh, and something has to be done. Um, you know, the Democrats and, and who control now the House, of course, uh, they don't want to give any money for Trump. They keep saying they're for border security, but anything but um, a secure border is essentially what they're saying. <clears throat> um, so Trump's going to have to figure out ways to do this. Um, and, uh, you know, he's coming up with the, the money to do it. And we'll we'll see how far he gets with it and what happens with the Supreme Court. Well said. Uh, Kevin, go ahead, buddy. Now, uh, collected for this wall, it's, it feels like an absolute godsend. So now that it's going to be taken up to the Supreme Court, we really hope that the Supreme Court can make the right decision. Uh, you know, we know that the, the, they can't make laws. They can only interpret the constitutionality of uh, what the president can do. And uh, very well, the president has constitutional authority uh, to do this. And uh, as we see that the Supreme Court has usually uh, rules in uh, five to four decisions, um, I really do think it's going to be uh, just that close. And um, But we will win, I, I believe. Uh, IQ, go ahead, buddy. I don't know if the guests realize there are 66 countries with border walls. Nobody mentions them. Between India and Bangladesh, several hundred miles, between Turkey and Syria, 500 miles, Israel and the West Bank, hundreds of miles, Saudi Arabia and Iraq, 560 miles, Morocco, Western Sahara, 1,700 miles, and nobody mentions them. Hungary, 110 miles, Greece and Turkey, dozens of miles. I mean, Spain and Morocco also have, and yet nobody speaks about them. Why is everybody in the West? especially in uh, United States of America, the leftists are obsessed with the border with United States of America. You have a border just like you have a door and a gate to your house. You don't want somebody to come in without being invited. Where is the difficulty in understanding this simple idea? Otherwise, ask Pelosi not to live behind uh, her gates and everything else. Let her open the gates. And the same thing with all those leftists in Hollywood who have top security, police officers running around, or private security people with top-level electronic gadgets and everything. Why do they have that if they wanted open borders? Let them open their doors. But nobody mentions this. Everybody be around the bush. Everybody be around the bush. Go to the core of the matter every single time. Go to the jugular. Don't beat around the bush. What do you think? 
Well, I, I think you make a great point. I want to go to uh, Dr. Branch. Go ahead, buddy. I believe it's going to come down to a 5-4 decision. And I'll tell you what, when you have personal I'll attorneys tell you this, like – I don't trust Justice yeah. Kennedy. I'm worried about him when it comes to down to the final decision because we've seen what he did on Obamacare. He seems to me like he does, he does deals behind closed doors. <clears throat> that guy, there's something off about him. But keep going, Dr. Branch. Well, when I, when I look at what happened with Obamacare, I look at uh, the Republicans. We dropped the ball, and here's, how, here's what I mean. Justice Kennedy, because remember, Obama was saying this is not a tax. The Republicans were saying this is going to be the largest tax ever on the middle class in America history. And, it, and Justice Kennedy said it's only constitutional because it is a tax. That's what he said. The Right then and there, the, the, the Republicans should have been able to take back over the country. Obama should have lost on it, and we should have played that narrative. And to me, that was a softball. But you're right. You know, he did, but he looked at – I think he looked at the constitutionality. And, the, and when I see people like Barr, you know, uh, Attorney General Barr, when that veto was being signed in the Oval Office – and he gave his speech. I, you know, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but he said this is exactly, exactly what an emergency is. This is a good veto, and this is why it's constitutional. And to me, when you have the DOJ, when you have the, uh, the you know, people like Giuliani and Sekulov, you know, behind this. You know, to yes. me, I'm confident. I don't think he's going to – I don't think Trump is going to – Trump has yet to fight a battle without the law on his side. You know, whether mm-hmm. it was the immigration policy at the beginning, which was found to be constitutional, he has not gone this far. And I don't think he would go this far without knowing that the legality. And I think the law is on his side. Uh, Bill, go can, ahead. Can, can, I ask, can I ask one more question, though? Yeah, go ahead, Dr. Branch. Pete, when you do that game, do you use that amazing Russian accent? Oh, Pete's not on anymore. He, he's not on. Oh, oh Mike. man, that was great. No, What's that? Do you mean Mike? That's me. You meant Mike. I was the one that did oh, it. Oh, Mike. Yeah. Okay, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Mike. I was just wondering, when you play the game, do you use that wonderful <laughs> Russian accent? That's all. No, I should though. I you know I didn't do that one. I should use the Russian accent. Man, that would right. be amazing. That would be amazing. So. <laughs> uh, Mike, uh, let's go to Bill, and then I'm going to go to you, Mike. But Bill, go ahead, then Mike. Well, I think the wall is one aspect. I you know you it, it's kind of like what 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 Josh was saying a while back about gun control in in, in Chicago. You know, gun. Guns have nothing to do with murder. London's murder rate exceeds New York's half the time, and, and guns are almost completely illegal in, in London. But you you have to make this where it's it's not only a crime to come in here. It, it has you know if you wanted to, in like Chicago with guns, if you want to stop the the legal guns on use, you start putting people in prison for long terms, not. Not a you know sixteen months or something because you 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 know shut you arm it was an armed robbery or something like that you put them in for ten years that'll take pe- that will make people make the decision to take the guns out of their own hands and that won't affect the population that obeys the laws but the same thing with this 
it's like what Trump talked about when he was running, that, that you have to have, you know, a, a system that says if you come in here and you're caught in here, it, you, you know, it's a, you get deported once. You're, you're in here in a second time. You're going to spend, you know, a couple years in prison, and then you're going to get deported again, and then it escalates on. In, in conjunction of that, you have to fix the asylum laws to where everybody and their brother can't just step a, across the Brazos River and say we have the rights of any, any natural-born American because that that's not how the, the, the founding fathers' perception or the spirit of the Constitution was written. Um, so you, you have to the, – the wall is absolutely needed. But you, yep. you can have, you know, it's, it's like IQ was saying about all those walls. In concert with all those walls from all of those countries are very stringent, very non-yielding immigration policies. If you go from one country to the other in, in any of those countries that, that he spoke about, you're going to jail. And you might get deported, you might get prosecuted, but you, you're not going to go, oh, well, they're, none of them are going to go, here's our welfare program, see you later. Yeah, some of them kill you. Some of them beat the shit out of you. I mean, there's America, I tell you, is the nicest country in the world. That's for damn sure. The way we give sometimes, I mean, in, in many situations, second-class citizens, first-class treatment, and our vets can't even get that. It, it's pretty disgraceful. Uh, I want to go to you, Mike Peters. Go ahead, buddy. Guys, uh, I think there's a larger picture. I'm looking at it through a different, completely different view than what you're doing. Um, the actual foundation that these liberals, progressives, whatever you want to—I don't—I don't know how, whatever label you want to stick on these these leftists—their uh, foundation is so flawed because it's built on some sort of a warped, uh, misaligned version of compassion and understanding and and love and and beliefs that is just so outrageous and not based in real, the real world and it's not just here in the u.s it's it's actually taken over and it, it's not taken over but you see it in europe you see it across the globe i mean i was talking with a friend of mine i speak greek and i was talking with a friend of mine uh in he's a police officer in crete and i said are you having any trouble this uh, last fall i was talking with are you have any trouble with the illegals coming in he said yeah they come in and he said, and they try to get out of Crete as fast as they can. I said, what are you talking about? He said, well, it's very simple here. He said, uh, I'll, to use a Greek accent this time, he said, you make, uh, you break the law in Greece. He said, and what we do is very simple. You look at the map of, of Crete and you see, we do not have a jail. We not put you in the jail, feel like it. He said, very simple, we kill you. It's, very, it's not something we want to talk about. He said, but uh, you die. And, but uh, you see, when they learn this, they behave themselves. They try to get on a ship to go to the mainland where the progressives, the liberals are on the mainland, and then they can survive. But in Crete, they cannot survive, you see. So they leave. And I said, my God, what an easy way to so get a solution. You've got to be kidding me. He said, yeah, we do not talk about this. But, yes, this happens. So... The progressives, the, their agenda, they're pushing it. This is worldwide we're seeing it. It's not just here. Their warped sense of compassion is saying, well, we should have open world, open borders, and we should live in Disneyland. Everyone should get along. And, but you know when it all ends? When the real world comes knocking. 
and the nightmare, the horror, like a 9-11 happens and comes to the dinner table. That's when they get totally confused and they hide. And we don't hear from them. Then they behave themselves. Then they think, well, we're going to fix things now. Now, little by little, we'll take control again. And we'll be able to fix all the ills of the world. Well, they're, you know, anyway, that's my opinion, Jim. Sorry. Very well said. We are about out of time for tonight, but I do want to get, uh, if anybody has any final thoughts, please let me know, and then I'm going to uh, get everybody's info they can tell the audience. Anybody have any final thoughts? Rory, okay. um, I just wanted to add, add one thing. Um, you were yeah. talking about the Obamacare and the justices yeah. and uh, yeah. know, what we're afraid of what will happen. It's Chief Justice Roberts that's the one that, that made the uh, yeah. those key swings. Yeah. Votes. Kennedy has retired. So just uh, for the record. Wait, did, did I say chief? Did I say? Oh, I said. Yeah, you said, you said Kennedy. You meant to say Roberts. Yeah, I just wanted to. Let, okay. Let, thank, let, you know, thank something. I, yeah, I, I didn't. Oh, you know, you, I just wanted to set the yeah, record I just straight. assumed that's who he was talking about. That's why. I'm <laughs> okay. <trying to laughs> okay. Uh, right. Dr. Butler, please tell everybody where they can find you. So my Twitter is at mbusler, that's at M-B-U-S-L-E-R, and on Facebook, my page is called uh, Funding Democracy. So search on your Facebook page, Funding Democracy, and you'll find me. All right, Dr. Bustler, we'll see you next week. Thanks. Always a see pleasure. Take care, yep. sir. Uh, let, let's go to uh, – oh, uh, let, let's go to uh, Dr. Branch. Please tell everybody where they can find you. Again, thanks for having me on tonight, Rory. Uh, if uh, you, if people would like to follow me, they could go on uh, Twitter at Bob Branch. That's B O B B R A N C H. And I hope they get behind these young guys like that at Crew there with Kevin. And uh, let's get Trump reelected. Absolutely. Well said, Dr. Branch. We'll talk to you soon. Yep. Uh, Bill, go ahead. Yeah, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter. At- Super Elite Texan. Um, I appreciate it. Had a good show. Absolutely. Uh, Kevin, go ahead. Oh, yes. You can find us at republicansunited.org. And uh, thank you so much for having me, Rory. This has been a a fantastic show. I'm loving it more and more every day. All right, man. We'll see you Thursday. Thank you. I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Uh, IQ Al Razuli somehow cut off, but I do want to say uh, his best-selling book, Lifting the Veal. Find him all over the Internet, IQ Al Razuli. He's a fantastic guy, very brilliant. He'll tell you anything you need to know about Islam. Uh, very smart, and we'd love having him on tonight. I want, to, I want to thank all of my guests. You guys have all been fantastic. I want to thank all my co-hosts. I want to thank all my sponsors, and, and I want to thank uh, my audience. Like you guys are unbelievable. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, remember, you can visit the next nexgengenusa.com for past clips, past episodes. If you want to listen and updated 24-7 news coverage, our new site. So, yeah, uh, we will see you Thursday. Uh, I'm Rory Sauter. Thank you for tuning in to the Rory Sauter Show. Uh, God bless everyone. Cheers. <laughs>